Halloween, everybody. <laughs> you know, what is it? Two days away? Uh, yeah, two days away. Two days away. Two days away from Halloween, but since it's two days away and not Tuesday, it's Halloween. Sort of. So I, I got dressed up. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast-wise, you're really missing out because I'm making myself look like a fool. Uh, this is it is related. I mean, we got there's a little Seahawk there. Oh, yeah, it's a Seahawk luchador mask. Nice. Bought this down in Mexico when we took our cruise like a lot of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well before COVID hit, because we probably never would have went. We mm. would never go. We would never. <laughs> we would never go on a yeah. cruise these days people are crazy because you can get on a cruise for like 20 bucks these days <laughs> wow. but but you're gonna die <laughs> you're gonna you spend it. more than 20 bucks on hospital bills <laughs> yeah strike out beer let's go strike out beer in the house what's up how you guys doing i'm so glad you guys are here took a page out of strike out beers book i was planning on doing this already but you know mm-hmm. the guys from strike out beer really really convinced me because yeah. Alan dressed up as Waldo, I believe. Oh, nice. And Rapid Dave was a spooky, scary skeleton. Nice. Which is my favorite Halloween song of all time. <laughs> didn't know if you knew that. No, I didn't but know that. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. It's a great song. Yeah. There's like TikTok dances to it and everything. Oh, nice. I was going to do that, but. I just couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't get myself, yeah, to do a dance on TikTok. Just can't. <laughs> yep, the remix is fire. Yeah, this the remix of Spooky Scary Skeletons. Yeah, that's that's legit. I, I wish I could play it for people right now. <laughs> I, I I would, but I'd be afraid the audio would be taken off due to copyright if I just started playing it. So I'm not gonna get do shut it. down. <laughs> yeah, get, get shut down quick. <laughs> We're four minutes in, and we haven't said a single thing relevant to this podcast. This nope. is the award-winning podcast on and off the field with Durf and Dylan. I'm Dylan. That's Durf. Dylan's yeah. on with the stupid mask on. Don't worry. The mask will come off eventually. Once I can't you know, really breathe anymore, it'll probably come <laughs> off. It's a little bit tighter than I want it to be. Yeah. I think it's the beard like pushing up on the chin here. That's really uh, kind of... I'll do it. It's kind of killing me. That's like a full half inch of beard just getting forced into my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe people will see the idiot in the luchador mask when they're scrolling on Facebook and be like, hold up. Let me, let me see what this guy's got going on. <laughs> there you go. That's the goal, at least. I did. I did get dressed up. I did put a costume on. What did you dress up as, Durf? I am an award-winning podcast. Hey, <laughs> that's the best costume, yeah, literally ever. I mean, if you just walk into a costume contest wearing that, brilliant. <laughs> on and off the field T-shirt, which can be purchased at onoffthefield.com on the store tab using Spooky as the promo code for ten percent off. You can buy that shirt, and you can walk yeah. in and be like, "I'm an award-winning podcast," and you will win. That costume contest, hundred percent, hands down, or your money back. No, that's that's a lie. Not really. That's that's a lie. All right. Now that everyone knew what the costumes were, 
Whew. Maybe I should. Oh, I guess it's the mouth <laughs> open. I was gonna say maybe I should wear this to stores, and but your mouth isn't covered, sir. You didn't specify which mask I had to wear. <laughs> it's a mask. You didn't say what kind of mask. Uh, and then I get thrown out. Yep. <laughs> real, real quick. Like, oh. well, let's get this show under, uh, like, really actually started. You got to make sure you floss. Flossing is recommended by 10 out of 10 podcasters. Flossing is follow, liking, observing, subscribing, and sharing to anything on and off the field related. Durf's got the skinny on that. Oh, yeah. Well, you can follow, like, observe, and share on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter by looking, searching on and off the field or OOTF podcast. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and our brand new Twitch channel. Subscribe there for some great content from on and off the field, like right now. Make sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts so that we know how we're doing and what you like or dislike about the show, because it's about you, the listener. And you can find all of these links at onandoffthefield.com, along with our fundraising efforts, merchandise, like this swag shirt I got on, and to learn more about Dylan, myself, and this award-winning show. Absolutely. All of that. So much stuff. The website's literally everything. Everything you can yeah. want is on the website. I worked hard on that stuff. And Jason comes in saying, was that the Ray Mysterio mask? <laughs> no. I don't even know who Ray Mysterio well, it's is. Not but nine over here. <laughs> it's a Seahawks one. And if maybe I'll put it back on at some point. I have to catch my breath. <laughs> maybe i'll put it back on later <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens um how you doing in fantasy football i mean it's a thursday so there's not really much to talk about fantasy. were you still in first yeah uh, yep i beat uh i beat our buddies over at to be blunt this past weekend so i'm still sitting atop the league in first place and i believe uh offhand i think i'm right now i'm projected to maybe barely win to this week Okay. So, so it's a little rough on the it's a little rough on the roster this week with the with the bye week. So yeah, it's that time of year. It's that yeah, it's that time. You finally play your backup quarterback that's been sitting on your bench for seven <laughs> weeks, and then now I'm going to finally get this moment. I'm, I'm going to dump him after this one. <laughs> this week, <so>. <laughs> Brandon <clears throat> Home from Triple Shot Sports. What's up? What's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Always appreciate. I mean, this is our this is our podcasting group right here. We got Strikeout Beer in the house. We got Jason from Whiskey Hour Podcast. We got Brandon Combs from Triple Shot Sports. And he says his entire lineup is on IR. Oof. Well, if you want any idea of how my fantasy season is going, the guy I played last week had two players score zero points, and I still lost. Oh, wow. There, there, that's my season in a nutshell. For all of my leagues, oh. not just like ours. I'm in three leagues yeah. total. They're all doing terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> oh, boy. In case you didn't see it on social media, I'm no longer writing for LK Sports. I'm just making sure. Uh, I think I'll be posting articles on. I'll put it on social media because I just got done really confirming it today. Yeah. 
Uh, I'll at least have one article a week up on Solo Cup Sports. Nice. I'll, I'll post that for everyone to enjoy. Um, so, you know, long story short, no more LK. Now it's Solo Cup Sports. Crying face, crying. Or it's a, that's a, is that the laughing face? How do you, is it the laughing, the, crying face? That's the laughing, crying face, yeah. Laughing, crying I believe face. it's about your, uh, you losing to someone who had slid two players get zero. Ah. Because that would make sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, in one of Brandon's leagues, yeah, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon and his wide receivers are OBJ and Michael Thomas. I Ouch. don't, I can't help you. That's just, just hang up your cleats for the season, mate. Just be <laughs> done with it. Just rest in oh. peace. <laughs> so we couldn't do this Tuesday because Durf wasn't here, but we can actually do it successfully this week. The next segment is the other. The Dodgers won the World Series. Yeah, buddy. I know you're happy about that. I saw that too, and I was like, yes, finally. (laughs) (laughs) I was listening because ESPN radio is always a little bit behind. Yeah. Of like things that are actually happening in real time. Okay. I don't know why. You'd like to think ESPN radio would be like on the dot. Yeah. I think they leave. I think. Oh, that's what Siri thought too. That's what Siri thought. That happened to me last week. I said something, or on Tuesday, I said something, and Siri started going off. I was like, "What did I say to make you want?" Yeah. Oh, geez. Stupid phones. Um, but yeah, it was funny because like they're going through the last out of the ninth inning. Yeah. And then Durf sends us a message in the group chat. He's like, the Dodgers win the World Series. And then they go, and that's strike three. They're out. The Dodgers. He's like, oh, man. That was anticlimactic. I didn't, I didn't respect the delay. I didn't know there was a delay there. <laughs> I think they do it in case like they swear or something. Like they can like cut it off before um, it reaches people's ears or something happens like that. Yeah. It would make sense. Because I but, even waited a hot minute, too, before I sent that. Yeah. So it was delayed quite a bit. It's. I think it's anywhere between 15 to 30 seconds, also depending on like how my internet's doing. Oh, okay, yeah. So, something like that. Um, and Brandon also says to stop being mad at Justin Turner. Yeah, we'll get to that in very couple of seconds here. But the Dodgers did win 3-1. to one. Uh, The big question of the night was Blake Snell. He was, he was abs- I even tweeted it out. I yeah. never tweet things. I don't tweet. <laughs> but I was like, this cat is killing it he had one hit with nine strikeouts entering the ninth inning and then you could you could see kevin cash just kind of like he's on the phone you can see someone in the bullpen warming up you could just see he's itching he has an itch that he just has to he just has to scratch it (laughs) and then there's a lead off i think it was a lead off single that he gave up to Hmm. somebody and i don't even know if the the batter reached base yet, and Kevin Cash was already walking out to the mound. Yeah, that, and that was that was the game. That's kind of what I said in my mind. I mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about baseball, but when you make stupid moves like this, so he let up two hits with nine. He's faced thirteen batters and struck out nine of them. Mm-hmm. Two hits, and he was pulled after that second hit, and then they bring in. Anderson, I believe it was, who has been pitching horribly 
this World Series. He has been awful. Yeah. He, I, I realize that's normally their go-to guy, like their second guy into their mm-hmm. rotation. He's yeah. supposed to be like, – if he's really dealing, he can go two, three innings. Not in the postseason, not in the World Series. He's been awful. And his first batter he has to face out is Mookie Betts. I mean – yeah, I I don't know what you want. You can't defend it. <clears throat> no, you really. Mean, it's just a it was an odd play out by that raise. I mean, it was a close game for a long time too. Like I was getting nervous because like the Dodgers weren't doing anything, and then all of a sudden I get home. Like I I left work. It was one nothing, and I get home. And it's two one. I'm like, oh, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> things turned out. Things turned around fast when Blake Snell got pulled because you know Snell did put a guy on base mm-hmm. Anderson comes up and Mookie's like all right and just smacks a ball he doubles I think he brings a run in I think Seeger goes up there he hits a ball that brings somebody in Mookie steals a base he comes in at some point 3-1 by the end of the inning um I think it was 3-1 by the end of that inning maybe it was just maybe it was just 2-1 and then it became 3-1 later because I think someone homered Someone homered. I don't know. It was probably Bellinger. <laughs> well, I know Mookie Betts homered. Did he? Oh, may so maybe yeah, he was the one. It who was made the it talk at the, after the after the game that like he he homered in the Boston World Series when they recently won, and then he homered again to uh, on Tuesday night um, for the Dodgers, and they ended up winning the World Series then too. So yeah, it's got a thing when Mookie Betts homers in the World Series. Look out. Yeah, so that as soon as he hits the home run, no matter what inning is, you might as well just go home. Right. Yeah, Mookie homered <laughs> in the eighth, says Brandon. <clears throat> and Brandon also says analytics are stupid. Yes, that's the reason <laughs> Snell was pulled. Snell yeah. was pulled because of analytics. You should he ever, the analytics say don't let your pitcher see the lineup a third time. Pull them once mm. he's about to go a third time. He struck out Mookie Betts, I think, twice. Yeah. He was dealing. There oh, yeah. comes a. There, uh, it was a brilliant. You know, it's a quote by someone, but it was said on Dan Patrick's show. It says you should be dating analytics, not married to analytics, because you there's still a human <laughs> element to baseball. Yeah. You can be like, all right, I, you know, it's the third time through. He's let up. You know, a couple more hits each inning. You know, things are kind of looking a little shaky. Let's not let him go through a third time. And then there's the time, okay, he struck out people nine times. He's allowed two hits. Maybe mm-hmm. let him keep going. You know, screw analytics for just this one time. Yeah. Nope. The Rays and Kevin Cash were married to analytics, and it bit them. Maybe it didn't. You know, maybe mm-hmm. Snell goes up there, and Mookie Betts faces him a third time, and he homers, or, like, the same thing still plays out. Maybe. But... yeah. When it comes down to it, who's the better pitcher in that moment? Blake Snell in that moment or Anderson, who has been like, you can't even defend him. He's been terrible in this World Series. At that point in time, Snell was the better pitcher to face Mookie Betts. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely one heck of a pitching game for the Raiders or for the Ravens. The Rays, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Raiders, Ravens, Rays, <laughs> all the same thing. 
Um, uh, all right, go ahead. Go. Let's catch up on some of these comments here. It's yeah, been... I know. I know the first one there with Fink is something. Uh, it's that it's, it's NFL related, so we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> right. But his second comment on the Snell Snell note: As much as I hated to see him pulled, uh, the last time he threw more than six innings in a start was July twenty first, two thousand nineteen, and the last time he pitched seven was also two thousand nineteen. Still think he should have gone another inning. Now, I mean, it's the eye test. Right. And, yeah. And the only reason he hasn't pitched that much is because of just how the Rays pitch. It's the mm-hmm. system he's in. He's a top pitcher in the league. He easily can go longer than that, but yeah. he normally he just normally doesn't. That's just how they right. do it. They married themselves to analytics and it worked <laughs> for this season. It, it got like them that. the best record. It mm-hmm. got them to the World Series. And they thought it would win them the World Series, but instead it probably lost them the World Series. Our favorite person, yeah. Rod Peterson from the Rod Peterson Show on the Game X? Game Network? Plus Network. Game Plus Network. Yeah. Rod Peterson Show, everybody. Great show. He was on, on and off the field a couple weeks back, months back. Probably back in, I want to say August. It was a great show. Feels like we a were, long time ago. We were just supposed to talk to Rod for maybe 10, 15 minutes, see what's going on, and it ended up being an hour and a half or something like that. It was a, <laughs> it was a good interview, though. It was a good we time. We were fine with that. That oh, was yeah. a great time. Thanks for tuning in. Sideways crying laughing face. That's that's fancy. So we had laughing crying face. All right, now we have sideways laughing crying face. We're getting all of it tonight. You got some emoji game in the comments today. Yeah, keep the emojis coming. <laughs> Top three in the order were zero and six with with six strikeouts. I think is is and that's who's coming up when he was pulled. Yeah, it does. It really doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. What happened there? Don't apologize, Rod. We loved just, it. Yeah, we would have rather have gone longer. We could have just stayed on and made a two hour show out of it. Absolutely, never apologized mm-hmm. for that. We had we had a blast. Um. Boy, oh boy. Let's fly through some of this stuff because a lot of yeah. these are, are, are hires. Oh, so yeah. The, f- the first one is Hall of Famer Tony La Russa has become the new manager of the Chicago White Sox at age 76. He began <laughs> his managing career with the White Sox when he was with them in 79 to 86. Oldest manager by five years over mm-hmm. Dusty Baker. Why? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what the White Sox are doing here. Like, you don't grab the oldest guy possible to make your team better. Sometimes, like, it's why are they not looking to the future? Like, this is the this is where I see the problem with coaching staffs and the way these teams operate, and that they don't look for the next generation of talent and coaching. They go to the oldest guy who's got the hall of fame already and oh he was here before yeah yeah let's do it again (laughs) he was here 40 years ago let's give it a try (laughs) if you if you want your team not to be ran by analytics go hire a 76 year old i'll tell you that right now (laughs) yeah there's no analytics there (laughs) the white Sox will be playing the purest form of baseball in the league next season i can guarantee you that i don't know i know i the the White Sox are mad as hell right now. The White Sox fans, 
Yeah. This was supposed to be their year. They were having a very good year. Mm-hmm. And then everything fell apart for them near the end of the season. I don't, you know, if, I don't think they even made the playoffs. If they did, they were a first round exit. Uh, they, so I'm pretty sure they made the playoffs because it had they? been, they had made the playoffs and I think it had been a f- good few years since the last time they had made it. So it's a little surprising that they had a, an up year and then all of a sudden new manager comes in. Yeah. A bunch of weird things happened. Mm-hmm. I just know, I know that because I was following the white Sox for some reason, this just happened to me. I just somehow got attracted to the white Sox and I was following what, people were saying about them Mm -hmm. and they made it they're having a great year and then they just blow it and people got mad (laughs) i don't know what went wrong but Mm -hmm. a lot of the blame got put on their former manager so tony larusa in the house everybody we'll see what happens I, i can't tell you how successful he's been he's a hall of famer so he's obviously quite successful all right the the houston rockets they're hiring Dallas Mavericks assistant coach Stephen Silas. C- Silas? Okay. I was definitely not going to say Silas. <laughs> They're hiring Stephen Silas to become the franchise's next head coach. He's going to replace Mike D'Antoni, who left after his contract expired at the end of the season. So, interesting. He's a, I know he's a young kid. Yeah. I don't know if he's a kid. He's younger. He's younger, yeah. I don't know if that's what the Rockets need is a young cat to come over here without a lot of experience, with basically no experience in the head coach role. Right. It kind of gives me the feeling, the same exact feeling of Tyron Lue going to the Clippers. Yeah. It just feels like there's not going to be a lot of leadership there, and it's going to be a player-ran team. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the James Harden, Russell Westbrook show again, yep. and it's, it's just not going to work. Yeah, pretty that's pretty my, much. Yeah, no, opinion. and that's that's basically what I feel like it's because it's not. I don't know how he did it with the Mavericks as being one of the assist, uh, assistant coaches, but I feel like this is the fact that Mike D'Antoni didn't re up his contract there with Houston, being that older kind of older style coach, that is definitely going to be a, a James Harden and Russell Russell Westbrook run uh, run organization. <clears throat> Yeah, I th- uh, yeah, and I think Mike was kind of for, uh, kind of forced out, unsuccessful yeah. for multiple seasons. Mm-hmm. His style of offense just wasn't getting it done in the postseason. And with the players they have on that team, though, I don't know where they go from here. Right. I feel like they're just gonna keep, you know, what's that quote? The definition of insanity. Just read going doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. That's the definition of the Houston Rockets. <laughs> they just throw Harden and Westbrook out there, and they tell them to score fifty points each, and mm. hope they win the game. And in the in the regular season, it's great. They they can beat up a lot of people in the regular season, get a lot of wins, but and it just never works in the postseason. Obviously, yep. they might have they might have gotten one ring, but they ran into Steph Curry in the in the Warriors, yeah, one or one or two times. So that kind of sucked. But, I think that was pre that was pre Westbrook though too. I think Westbrook was still with the Thunder, so that was uh, Harden and Chris Paul. And Chris Paul, he's a great player. That like, Chris Paul is the kind of player that you need 
to play alongside a Harden, yeah. not Russell Westbrook. Whenever, as soon as Westbrook went to that team, I just knew that wasn't going to work. You, you just can't have two guys taking 30 shots each and then no one else is doing anything. TJ in the house. Yeah, you. What's going on, my man? I just I was watching TJ on the late night beer review with the guys from Strikeout Beer last night. He sucks at Halloween movie trivia. <laughs> That's what they were doing, and he got burned. TJ oh, Burns man. got burnt. Don't worry, I didn't know any of the answers <laughs> to that trivia either, though. Those were hard questions, man. If uh, yeah, I think you know, would you know? I think the first one I tuned into, I was like, what the heck did I just start watching? The first trivia question was something about one of the people actually said in the movie about someone saying they had penis breath. Do you know a Halloween movie where they say someone has <laughs> no. penis breath? I sure didn't. didn't nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what Halloween movie says that? I must have I must have missed that one. <laughs> and who's watching Southern Alabama versus Georgia Southern tonight? Not a daggone person. Nope. Has to be better than Thursday night football. No, there's no, no way. No. Let's let's not get out of hand here. Southern <laughs> Alabama. Georgia Southern. Oh. Get out of here. It's a lot of southern it's a lot of southerns though. Southern Alabama, Georgia Southern. Atlanta and Carolina are both kind of in the South. Yeah. So that's fun. A lot of South tonight. There you go. Wisconsin's football team. <laughs> I just talked about this on Tuesday. Yeah. Because I thought they were going to continue playing. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I probably should have said they probably won't be playing because they were down to their fourth string quarterback. But they paused all team related activities for at least seven days because of COVID. Mm hmm. The number nine Badgers game against Nebraska has been canceled, and the game will not be rescheduled. So they've already started late. It's an eight-game schedule. Now Mm -hmm. seven for Wisconsin. Yep. And I found it funny. Nebraska, if we all want to get in our time machines back to when the Big (laughs) Ten first said we're not playing football, Mm -hmm. the one team that was like, screw you, I'm doing my own thing, or at least I want to do my own thing, was Nebraska. And I think one other team was with Nebraska. It was like Nebraska and someone else. Yeah. I, I mean, though. Nebraska was the one that we talked about the most, I think. Yeah. Um, because Nebraska is actually like relevant. All right. See you later, Brandon. Thanks for tuning in. Have fun with Triple Shot Sports. I'll, I'll tune in as much as I can after this show. But good luck. Have fun. Only game I care about this weekend is AM with the Razorbacks. I like the Razorbacks. I'm a big fan. I'm a big. Uh, Razorbacks fan. I don't know why. I just am. I just kind of. <laughs> they have upsets for some reason. They're yeah. always just kind of there. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> you were saying. I think I got distracted with TJ's comment or Brandon's. Oh, I mean, we we talked about Nebraska back like back in a few like three four months ago, and Big Ten announced they were postponing their season. Yeah. Um, and this. This whole fact that the game's not being rescheduled is part of the Big Ten protocol or COVID Big Ten COVID protocol that any game that's not played will be considered a no contest. It's not a forfeit by one of the teams and the other one gets a win. It's just not a part of the record. So it's really gonna get interesting to see when comes selection time for the college football playoffs or any of the bowl games, if these teams 
have won the rest of their games and they didn't have this game, where does that now sit against them? Does a 7-0 record team have an advantage over a 10-1 team? I, I don't know. I, to me, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't seem like I would take the 10 and 1 team over the 7 0 team. Like the 10 and 1 team played more games. They lost one game, but they won 10. Like that's still more than seven. Like to me, logic says that the 10 and 1 team gets in over the 7 and 0 team. Yeah. And people are already questioning, even if Ohio State looks impressive and they go undefeated, right. that they might not even make it. So. But they will because they will. ESPN so. and all the college football media analysts have a thing for Ohio State, which just, is why I'm hoping. State, which yeah. is why I'm hoping they lose this weekend against Penn State. So, well, I don't. As long as Penn State doesn't fall into the end zone <laughs> when they're not supposed to. Yeah, or uh, yeah, fall in the end zone, or not be able to push someone out of bounds before they tap the pylon when the ball's already on the ground. That too. That's a bad day. That bad, bad day for day. Penn State. <laughs> but the, the other part of this thing for Nebraska, um, the main reason why I was going back to when they basically were given the bird to mm-hmm. the Big Ten was Nebraska. They kind of just went and did their own thing. Nebraska went to another school. I don't remember the school, but they said, hey, let's play a game. We don't have a game. You don't have a game. Let's play a game. Mm-hmm. They already agreed. Like They're like, let's play this game. Let's do it. They already agreed, and then they went to the Big Ten, and they were like, hey, can we play this game? Because they have to get permission first. Right. The Big Ten went, no! (laughs) Screw you! (laughs) Play your game? No! You guys are are a-holes. They're going to let you play another game? Ha! You can sit at home with your thumbs up your butts. That's what the Big Ten said to Nebraska. And then they got publicly humiliated, Nebraska did, by the Big Ten telling them to mm-hmm. shove it. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That they, funny. They had, Excuse me, Daddy Big Ten, can I play football? <laughs> no, go to your room. <laughs> like They should have asked permission first before they set up their own game, and then now they yeah. got embarrassed. That, that was, I thought that was funny. Just the, the process they took to get that done mm-hmm. was funny. Nebraska's the New York Jets of the college football world. Wow, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> At least Nebraska has legacy. The Jets forever have been painful. That's not true. They had Joe Namath. I think that was before the NFL existed. That was like AFL still. No, it was NFL. Was it? Late 60s that was the first, or early that was like 70s. the first one, wasn't it? It was. Joe Namath won the first Super Bowl. No, that was Mark Starr. Oh. I don't it know because the football. first Super Bowl was Packers Chiefs. Oh, that's right. That's why it's um, yeah, that makes sense. Super Bowl three, I think, was with the Jets. It's Jets one and, where you said we're going to win the Super Colts. Bowl. Yeah, and they did. Yep. Mister Joe Namath in his fur coat. Broadway Joe. Broadway Joe. We don't have a ton of NFL news, so we're going to get through this so we can get to the our predictions with plenty of time without having to worry about, you know, <laughs> running out of time or going over because we're already off track. We've gone off track 50 <laughs> times already. This is how we do the show. Yeah, but we love it. We love the comments. Keep the comments coming. That's that's what we thrive off of is the comments. Let's before I forget, actually, Mike had his, his matchup here. As long as Mike's still in here, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, big week, a lot of games. None. That's a the primetime games this week suck. Uh, just just so everyone knows, the matchup of the week is the Steelers receivers, especially Chase Claypool. I'll come back to that versus the Ravens secondary. The rivalry is known for defense, and the over under is forty six and a half. Should be the game of the week. Oh no, I would highly disagree. I don't know what the game of the week is, but I don't think it's this. Let me find no. out what the game of the week is. Um, what well, we think there. it is or what Fox Sports Sports thinks it is. I don't care what they think. I'm trying to find my <laughs> game of the week. Yeah. Oh, God, these suck. Yeah, uh, yeah. Holy cow. This is a bad week of football. All right, so Steelers-Ravens is the game of the week. <laughs> Sorry, I disagreed with you. Yeah, it's the game of the week, but um, I don't think I mean, it plays I'd be out looking like that. at Jess, I'd be looking at Rams Dolphins though. I think that's the only reason that has traction is because of Tua though. Well, yeah. And I saw that the Rams are two and eleven against the Dolphins, like I think all time, or at least oh. as of recent, you know, past like decade maybe. I don't know how often hmm. they play. Yeah, they're two and eleven though. Uh, yeah, my mom came in and said 49ers at Seattle. I almost said 49ers at Seattle, but the 49ers don't have a team, so it kind of doesn't make it that fun. <laughs> no. I, I Who's the guy playing running back this week? Like His name's Michael with a Y. Hasty? Yeah, Michael Hasty. Yeah. If you have heard of Michael Hasty before this week, you're like you must work for the industry. Because nobody knows who Michael Hasty is. But yeah, that's I, I almost said that, but yeah. yeah. At least it's a good division matchup. It's you know a five and two, five and one team going against what four and three. It should be a good game. Yeah. And TJ loves us because that's why <laughs> Yeah. The wheels just fall off and we're not even drinking. Well, I'm drinking, but not drunk. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mess. God, what was Mike's question? Damn it. The game of the week. Um, so he was just making a statement. It wasn't like his like he was making like a prediction or something. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love I love what has happened to Chase Claypool. Because Mm -hmm. he has one big week. He catches four touchdown passes, and he is a god amongst men. Before that, he has done nothing. And after that, he has done nothing. Can we just (laughs) not do that? Please, can we not put rookie wide receivers on pedestals like they're going to the Hall of Fame after one good, really good game? I'm yeah. sure it's what I see constantly. And then here's Mike oh, yeah. Fink, especially Chase Claypool. Why is everyone threatened by him? He's a great wide receiver. Yeah. And if they're targeting him, targeting him, I'm sure he'll have a decent game, but he's not going to go off for four touchdowns every game. He might be a threat. I would be more worried about you know, making sure Juju's covered. Deontay Johnson, who's been in the system for two or three years. I'd be more worried about those guys. Eric Ebron's having a good season. Chase Claypool. I mean, you have to you have to account for him, but I Right. I mean and that depends on how the Ravens react too. Like they, the Ravens could leave him one on one. And then Big Ben's gonna tar- and go go. Like throw the ball to him because he's one on one, whereas everyone else is doubled up or just in bad route running, in bad routes with coverage. So like he could have a multi- multiple touchdown game because they're not covering him, and then if they start to cover him, 
the studios adjust and throw someone else for a little while. Like it's, it's possible that he could have multiple touchdown game this weekend, but I'm not expecting it. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the under on this game for sure. Yeah. Because the Ravens have a good defense. They just, you know, they picked up Yannick the other week. They still have Calais, Calais yep. uh, Campbell on there. Mm-hmm. It's a decent defense. And then obviously the Steelers defense, even without Devin Bush, is still the best in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, eh, the Bucks defense is pretty good. I guess nah. I guess I'll stay. I'll stay with the Steelers as the best <laughs> defense. It's 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 a toss up. It's not really yeah. a toss up. It's like 60-40. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with I'll go with the Steelers defense. But right. I'll definitely take the under. But I'll give the majority of those points to the Steelers. We, I think yeah. I said this on Tuesday or mm-hmm. last week. I don't remember what day I said it. The Chiefs defense completely stifled this Ravens offense. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs' defense is nowhere near as good as the Steelers' defense. Mm-hmm. So you're going to sit there and tell me Lamar Jackson is going to find a way to run all over this Steelers' defense. No. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I think we have Minka Fitzpatrick with at least one interception. Nice. TJ Watt, two sacks. Not bad. I think this it's, is going to be a sounds big doable. Game. Yeah. Big big game for the Steelers defense is Lamar Jackson just tries to run and gets nothing done. Yeah. That's my prediction. Do it. TJ Burns, I hope the Hawks beat the Sox. That that rhymes, right? The Hawks beat the Sox sort of. Yeah. Nah, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I think it's just the way I'm idea. saying it. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you say it fast. <laughs> If the Hawks beat the Sox, yeah, I hope they beat the Sox out the 49ers. The 49ers are the second most hated NFL team for TJ Burns. Who knew? Hmm. I hate them, too. We haven't even started NFL news. (laughs) Back to NFL news. (laughs) Carlos Dunlap was told to stay home by the Bengals until they could trade him. And he's officially been traded to the Seahawks in exchange for a seventh round pick and offensive lineman B.J. Finney who the Seahawks grabbed this offseason and has not played a single snap because apparently B.J. Finney is not picking up on the Seahawks offense. He's been with the team for like four months, but he hasn't picked up on the offense. This guy is dumb as a bag of rocks, apparently. Um, (laughs) Good luck, Bengals. Yeah, have fun with him. Um, But yeah, you know, we got Carlos Dunlap. He's 31 years old. Yeah. He's having a, a pretty down year, but I looked up the stats for Carlos. He's played four games mm-hmm. um, with less than 50% of the defensive snaps. So he's not getting a lot of playing time, and I think that's why he's unhappy with the Bengals. Right, which is why he asked for a trade. or Yeah. yeah asking for a trade, and they said, okay, stay home then. So, yeah, we'll see. You know, it, it, it's what I was waiting for. Mm-hmm. And then I, it's it's not what I wanted because the one I want is the Falcons have engaged in trade talks with other teams for Tack McKinley, former first-round pick, and he's awesome. Yeah. Tack McKinley. Oh, he's the guy I would want for the Seahawks pass rushing. But he is, has a groin injury for tonight's game. Uh, his performance did drop off. He's not He's not. You know what you'd want out of your first-round pick down the road, mm-hmm. but w- when healthy – the ceiling for Tack McKinley, huh? It's a high ceiling. 
I mean, he had a he had a good first couple of years. His first two years, he actually he showed progress and he got better. But then that third year, you know, he kind of he slumped off a little bit in stats. But I mean, he really didn't. His his deep cut in stats were really weren't different from his first two years. So like it was still the same. Just you know, teams are changing how they approach guarding him. Um, but this year, he's actually he's done pretty well through the first seven weeks and. This is kind of the situation where in the NFL, where we have these teams that are firing their coaches and or they're losing tons of players due to injury, and they're uh, all right. Well, let's see if we can get get some good value out of these players that we can get off the team and move on. Yeah, the Falcons are looked at as a team that's supposed to be selling before the mm-hmm. trade deadline. Some people have said Julio Jones, Matt Ryan are on the block. That's not true. Yeah. They're not selling that hard. No. You know? uh, Arthur Blank did come out and say Matt Ryan might not be the quarterback of the future, but I'd mm-hmm. imagine he's at least on the roster to train up his replacement. You know, I don't think he's I don't think he's trade bait. Right. I don't think anybody wants Julio Jones contract and he's 30, 31, 32. Somewhere around there, yeah. Nobody wants a 31-year-old Julio Jones with that egregious contract he has. No. The Dallas Cowboys released Donna Terry Poe and Daryl Worley. Defensive tackle Poe, cornerback Worley, on mm-hmm. Wednesday because they couldn't get a trade done for either one of them. And they actually designated Donna Terry Poe's release. They said it was because he couldn't get in shape. They basically called him a fatty and said, get off our team. <laughs> Which, you know, is fair. Yeah. Poe, Poe's a big guy. But I don't think, you know... Is there really any incentive when you're playing for this Cowboys team to want to get in shape? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure Poe's got some guaranteed money coming his way. He's fine. Yeah, I I don't think he was. I don't think his contract was a was large by any means. Like it was, he was getting close to the minimum, the veteran minimum. But he's got some money coming his way still. But I'm sure he's one of those guys someone will pick up. Practice squad or yeah, you know, he'll he'll get picked up for sure. Yeah, I know he's, and I know Daryl Worley's had he's been pretty off. He's had a pretty down season behind like Trayvon Diggs and a couple of the other defensive backs that are back there. Like he's been playing his snap counts like behind them, so he will probably pick up on a practice squad somewhere. You know, a team might get have an injury, a plague of injuries from that position area. So, but uh, I think it's interesting that the Cowboys like. Yeah, we're gonna let you guys go if we can't trade you. So pack your stuff. Yeah, I don't know who they're replacing them with. I mean, they're not. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't follow Cowboys news that often. Right. Like they have to have a fifty-three man roster, and I'm pretty sure were these guys on practice squads or active roster. I'm pretty I sure they're on active roster. roster. Yeah, they got to replace them with someone, and I don't know who the heck they're calling up. Oh, they actually signed um, Cooper Rush quarterback today i saw oh another one so yeah cooper rush is back with the team because danucci's getting the start because andy dalton's still out mm-hmm. so they're back up to the they're back up to the backup to the backup to the backup is cooper rush who has actually been a cowboy before so at least yeah. he's familiar with the system it's a good pickup got a couple injuries chris mccaffrey is out for tonight gardner Minshew has some thumb fractures that he apparently just didn't tell anyone about he's just like i'm uh-huh. fine it's like apparently he's been dealing with this for a while. Um, 
And he just finally was like, hey, my thumb hurts. And yeah, your thumb's <laughs> fractured, bro. So he's going to be out for a while. Edelman is out after he got a knee procedure, unknown for how long he's going to be out. And actually for the Eagles, Jalen Rager, 21st overall pick in the NFL draft this past year, Jalen is planning to play against the Cowboys on Sunday. Nice. That's some good news for the Eagles. Yeah. That's fun. <clears throat> yeah. They could they could have had Justin Jefferson, but they could have had like a couple of 150 <laughs> yard plus games. But Jalen Rager, yeah, that's fun. The Eagles suck at drafting. <laughs> they really do. The Cowboys are the new Browns, says TJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Cowboys are going downhill fast. Not looking good. All right. Oh, our off-the-field MVP real quick is actually the Green Bay Packers, as you can see by the whiteboard of glory behind me. The Green Bay Packers, uh, they donated five $50,000 grants to nonprofit organizations that support social justice efforts across Wisconsin, including two in Madison. I think it's Madison, Wisconsin, I, I guess. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a town. City. Yep. The Packers explained Tuesday that the grants are part of their pledge to support social justice and racial equality in Wisconsin communities. Uh, I think the organizations who are being awarded include Madison's nonprofits, 100 Black Men of Madison Incorporated, as well as Urban League of Greater Madison Incorporated Group, the Building Our Future Organization, and the Mary Lou and Arthur F. Mahone uh, Fund, both in Kenosha, will be awarded, as well as the Leaders Igniting Transformation in Milwaukee. Putting the money where their mouth is, the Green Bay Packers. $50,000 $50,000 grant to help nonprofit organizations. That's doing good right there. That's how we do it, folks. I hope, uh, I think you can go to Packers, just Packers.com, go to their website. They posted an article about it. Hmm. If you want to read into it more, but that's the, that's a general breakdown of what they did. And it's great. Just the organization in general. So good on them. Go pack. Go oh, pack. Yeah. Go. go pack. Go pack. Go. <laughs> All right. Week eight. Oh, yeah. We're here. Let's do it. Washington, the Cardinals, Jaguars, and Texans are on a bye week this week. But they don't have to play. They don't have to do nothing except sit home, and Gardner Minshew can suck his injured thumb. <laughs> Thursday night football, Falcons at the Panthers. <clears throat> All right. So first and foremost, we're introducing a segment we like to call Durf's Doppler. Yeah. Now, Durf is actually a meteorologist. Nobody kind knew of. this about Durf. <laughs> I was almost a meteorologist. I took almost it in college. I started it in college, and then I switched majors because um, you know cal- calculus is hard. So oh, you don't like math. Why do you have to take calculus for meteorology? Oh, you take a lot of math for meteorology when you're doing all those differential equations and third thermodynamic equations to figure out air pressure and movement of masses and yeah so uh yeah so i got to calc two and i was like uh, i can't do this after the third time so <laughs> i'm like let's what can i use my my classes that i've taken now and find a new major <laughs> so so he's almost a meteorologist yes i do have a background in climatology and i'm a major i have a geography degree so okay i got the environmental background so 
I do know it's what I'm enough, talking about. Yeah, it's enough of a background to give you a segment called Durf's Doppler. Yeah. So before we make our picks, let's just make sure we know what the weather is in Carolina. So maybe that will influence our picks. As I put my mask on for these picks, it'll end the show strong. All right. Uh, yeah, so tonight for the Falcons at the Panthers in Charlotte, North Carolina, we're going to be looking at probably low 70s uh, during the game. Um, there was a chance of thunderstorms earlier uh, yesterday for tonight that went through this morning, which was Tropical Storm Zeta. Uh, so low 70s, cloudy, and about a 40% chance of rain early on in the game should hold uh dry up a little bit towards the end do you think that'll affect the game at all because this is supposed to be a passing game we got matt ryan and teddy bridgewater no cmc could be a wet day down there for the quarterback it it, it could affect him a little bit i don't think it's gonna affect the passing game a ton like not it's not like a a downpour or like we're not playing in a snow game where like you can't, yeah. the ball literally gets like altered when it goes through the, the air. Um, it's just going to, you know, it's going to be some of the, you're probably going to have more dropped passes tonight than you normally would on a dry night. And then you're, they're going to lean on the run game a little bit more. You're going to lean, re, lean on Todd Gurley and uh, uh, not Mike, CMC, Mike Davis, Mike right? Brown? Mike Brown, I think. Is it Mike Davis or Mike Brown? I want. I thought it was Mike Davis. I'm probably wrong, or I don't know. Mm. I feel like it's Mike Davis, but it doesn't matter. He won't be playing much longer, anyways. (laughs) No, Christian McCaffrey will probably be back next week, so Mm -hmm. we don't have to worry about Mike Brown slash Davis any for much longer. (laughs) But I have the Panthers winning tonight, um, regardless of what. My blog said that was posted <laughs> for those that are in the loop on that. I do have the Panthers winning. Uh, I just think it's going to be a shootout game. Mm. Whatever the over is, take the over. Um, it's going to be a crazy game, I think. Rain or not, I, I like I like what Teddy does tonight. I think it'll be one of those big DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson down the field games. Not mm. a lot of plays, but a lot of touchdowns. Deep passes. Yeah, should be good. I'm, I'm taking the Panthers as well. Um, I think the Falcons, they're just a little bit of a hot mess after losing to the Lions. Like The defenses can't stop anybody. Like, yes, Todd Gurley should have fell down at the goal, before the goal line last weekend, but at the same time, the defense just let the Lions walk all over them for yeah. a minute. Like, you had a minute left to go, and you couldn't stop the Lions. Like, so... I think the Panthers are going to have a good day against the Falcons. To be fair, the Seahawks had under three minutes to not let the Cardinals score 10 points, and they couldn't do that. So, (laughs) yeah, that's I can't say much about that. The Steelers at the Ravens. We talked about this a little bit already. Yeah, yeah, we already talked about this a little bit. I'm taking the Steelers. I, I think people are talking this one up like it's supposed to be some kind of shootout or mm-hmm. some like really good defensive match. Like, no, it's it's going to be all Steelers. Yeah, I, I think I'm I'm taking the Steelers too. I mean, it is a it's a well known division matchup that you know we I've I can tell you in the last 15 years I've seen a lot of Sunday night games 
be the Steelers and Ravens because they were just that was the popular game to put then. It's similar to Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Redskins, Cowboys, Giants. You know, anything yeah. NFC East or NFC least. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm taking I'm, I'm taking the Steelers here. Uh, it's going to be definitely heavy Steelers defense. I think they're going to shut down Lamar Jackson pretty well. Um, but to take a step over to Durf Stoppler, uh, we are looking at low 60s at the time of kickoff, uh, partly cloudy skies, and just a slight chance of rain. Nothing should be, it shouldn't be anything major. So should be a good weather day for football. Yeah, that's football weather for October. Oh, yeah. It'll actually be November by then. That's, yeah. that's solid November football. Yeah, it is. Rams at the Dolphins. Um, yeah, I, I, I love Tua. I've mm-hmm. been very excited for Tua time. Mm-hmm. But if you're making a pick, just making picks, you can say as much as you want. He completed yeah. two passes against the Jets. Mm-hmm. He looks good. You know, look good in college. You know, maybe he's looked good in those two snaps. I don't know. It's a rookie in his first start going against the Rams and Aaron Donald. That just, it just sounds like an L. Right. <laughs> it just spells loss. Yeah. So I'm taking the Rams, even though the Rams have a 2 and 11 record against the Dolphins, which I just learned a little bit earlier before the show. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Rams to move that up to 3 and 11. And Josh Bailey says the two will take that L as well. Welcome to the nice. show with your sweet style chicken packet, whatever that is again. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but Tua will take the L. Oh well, the game is supposed to be in the low 80s on Sunday. Um, they're talking scattered thunderstorms, most likely just rain through the entire game. Uh, so that is going to affect Tua, I think, in the passing game, being able to be assertive with his passes. I'm just going to take the Rams on this. I just think it's. You want to think the Dolphins are going to try to be on a high note here with them just winning before the bye. You know, the two weeks to prepare, two should be all ready to go. But, you know, the Rams are just going to, they're just going to do their thing. They're kind of like that quiet, that quiet team in the corner, just kind of, you know, marking up the wins, just keep moving on. And then, bam, next thing you know, then they're in the NFC Championship for some reason. Like, oh, where'd this team come from? Whoa, well, whoa. Now you oh, see why. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Hey, we got, we got to get right. that, they got to get that three-peat in L.A. there. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> I saw that meme today. L.A. Dodgers win, L.A. Lakers win. Yeah. L.A. Rams are just sitting there like, hmm, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> the Jets at the Chiefs. All right, the next game is the no, – <laughs> <laughs> There's um, not much to talk about, but we know who we're picking. <laughs> we're taking the Chiefs. Anyone yeah. anyone for the Jets? Anyone for the Jets? Hey, I don't think so. I mean, it'll be a good weather day for Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be That's beautiful, you know, right, around, right around 50, sunny, light breeze. Patrick Mahomes should have no problem with that Jets pressure. He should just be able to drop back and throw to whoever he wants. Yeah, that's going to be bad. The Vikings at the Packers. Normally, yeah. you would like to just enter this game and be like, all right, cool, division matchup, classic, Packers and Vikings. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just one of those seasons for the Vikings, and it's just one of those seasons for the Packers, the complete <laughs> opposite ends of the spectrum here. Right? Yeah, we're it, it, you're taking the Packers, and there's not really much of an argument to be made. No, I mean, there's really not. I mean, they're at Lambeau Field. Packers are used to this. 
playing in Lambeau Field. Like it's you know they're going to be used to this high of thirty six, this cloudy, and it's supposed to be really gusty, windy, like gusts over forty mile an hour there on Sunday. So it's going to be bitter cold a little bit. Probably looking at wind chills below thirty, probably if I had to guess. Um, could be a low low thirties depending on the time. Like it's a one o'clock game, so it should be still a little on the warm mm-hmm. side still. But not, at least not, start the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Packers are just rolling away. Like they walked all over the Texans, like they were playing against the preschoolers. So I'm taking the <laughs> yeah. Packers. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers threw four touchdown passes like it was a joke. Um, Packers baby, obviously Josh is a big Packers fan, as we have learned over the over the mm-hmm. months. Cook will, ha- I think, yeah, Cook will have a good game for the Vikings. Apparently Dalvin cook is active for this game, but I, mm-hmm. it just, it won't make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it's not going to make a difference. Um, this was a big one right here. The Colts at the lions, not much to be said for Durf Stoppler. No, um, cause they're playing in Detroit. So that, I mean, <laughs> either if they, if they were playing in Indianapolis or Detroit, they're playing in a dome. There's no yeah. other influence here. Uh, unless the roof caves in because of a lot of snow or something. I don't think you got anything to worry about. <laughs> uh, but game-wise, this was a tough call. Yeah. And we were talking before the show, and I was actually talking to my parents on the phone. We were talking about NFL picks, and I told them, there's always one or two games every week where there's a team that's favored mm-hmm. and a lot of people aren't going the way of the other team and it's an upset. This is yeah. my this is my pick for this week. It, it's one that's close enough where you, you could still make the argument for an upset. It's not like Jets over the Colts. That's never going to happen. <laughs> but like the, I'm taking the Lions over the Colts. Who are the the Colts are three point favorites, mm-hmm. but I just like what the Lions are doing this year. De, you know, DeAndre Swift has been excellent the past few weeks. Matthew Stafford is really connecting with Kenny Galladay, TJ Hawkinson. It's just all looking. It's all just looking good. The defense mm-hmm. is obviously in question. The Colts' defense is excellent, so they could disrupt some stuff on the on the Lions' offense. But yeah. I just like what I'm seeing, so I'm taking the Lions. All right. I mean, I'm I'm taking the Colts. So I mean, this is the game we differ. Um, which is the surprising. It's the only one after <laughs> yeah, last week. <laughs> it feels like a pretty straightforward week, honestly. Yeah, looking, it, it, looking it at some of these does. games. Um, I think the next one could be a little tricky too. But I, as of right now, I'm taking the Colts. We'll see what how I feel on Sunday. But uh, I'm taking the Colts right now. I just hate Philip Rivers with every ounce of my being. <laughs> part-time nerd Allen's in the house from Strikeout Beer. Part-time nerd Allen, who dressed up as Waldo last night. Nice. What's going on, my man? Welcome to the show. He's in here, you know, looking sharp, he says. Got my Seahawks luchador mask on. Authentic from Mexico. If you look at the stitching real close, I won't show it because I won't be able to figure out how to do it. The stitching on this the eyes just look it it's not very good that's how you know it's authentic like it's handmade because it looks terrible (laughs) that's why i bought it though let's get the show started because alan's here now yes the show just began folks the first hour throw it away 
the show the show starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Alan. <laughs> <laughs> the Raiders at the Browns. Yeah, you said this was another one. This could be an interesting one, especially with that weather. Yeah. Some of that weather could really mess this day up. It's um, uh not gonna be good at all. <laughs> like it's gonna yeah. look it's gonna look good when they start, but high fifty one falling near forty during during the game, like it's gonna get cold on that field and it's gonna be some really nasty rain and gusty winds for forty plus miles an hour. So it's gonna be an ugly game in Cleveland. Yeah, that weather really makes you question some things. Doesn't matter what happened before. That's right. <laughs> Allen's taking the Raiders here. Really? All right. And you know, knowing the weather, mm-hmm. man, I this might come down to the weather for me. I don't want to overthink it. I don't want to right. overthink it. But if it's that, if it's that kind of weather, and the Browns don't have Nick Chubb, it's mm-hmm. this is kind of looking like a Baker Mayfield led offense, especially after five touchdowns last week. Right. Throwing the ball might be a little tough. You got Kareem Hunter on the ball. But the Raiders have Josh Jacobs. If it turns into yeah. a ground and pound kind of day because of the, mm-hmm. the wind, who they could favor the Raiders. But if you don't overthink it, mm. if you don't, if you don't want to sit here and be like the forty, oh my, the wind is going to be blowing. If the quarterbacks <laughs> can figure it out, and mm. if, the, if Baker Mayfield can still throw the ball and sling it like he did last week, I'm I'm taking the Browns as of right now. All right. I mean, I'm taking the Browns right now, too. I, I know it was a toss-up for me a little bit, picking the Raiders or not. Um, I, there's no – I mean, you know, Baker doesn't need OBJ, which clearly he proved that last week when OBJ went out early, earlier in the game. Um, I don't think the passing game is going to be there in order for – I don't think the Browns are going to have a strong run game. Against the Raiders, they might have an okay running game. I don't think it's going to be great. Are you picking um, the Raiders? Sounds like you're picking the Raiders. <laughs> I'm picking the Browns, though. I think it's going to be just enough. I don't think it's going to be fabulous for a run game. Um, maybe Dude, it'll right be because you're taking the Raiders right now because you're overthinking I just, it. I just changed my pick because I'm overthinking it. <laughs> because I, I just reminded myself, you know, the Raiders played the Bucks last week. That's like a top. That's that's a Super Bowl team. Right. In the Bucks right now. And they played them in Las Vegas though too. True, but it's the Bucks. It's very true. The Bucks defense is a lot better than the Browns defense. And the Browns don't play well in bad weather. So I, I don't this is a it's a it's a tough I'm game. still gonna take the Browns. They they ha- they were on fire last week against the Bengals, although it was the Bengals. I didn't see a lot of highlights from the Raiders Bucks game last week. I know the Buck Raiders had their lot. there was they had the kind of the, their way with the Raiders. Um, yeah. I'm taking the Browns right now. We'll see how I feel on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and, and part-time nerd here is calling you out. Everything you just said makes it sound like you're taking the Raiders, but you're still taking the Browns. Very <laughs> it's, it's true. That's why I got confused. I was like, are you switching your pick? Like, no, nah, he's <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next one here. The Titans at the Bengals. I, Joe Burrow is like, he's a really good quarterback. Dude. Yeah. He's doing very well for his rookie season. They oh, should yeah. have Joe Mixon back this week. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's, it's just not going to be enough. No. I, the, the team as a whole is just not good enough to get it done against the Titans. I'm taking the Titans. 
Yeah, I, I'm taking the Titans too. I mean, they nearly almost beat the Steelers last week. I mean, the Steelers had were pretty dominant throughout the most of the game. You know, they let up a little bit when the Titans are coming back to get close to tying it up. But I still think the Titans are going to win this game. Bengals are looking better than they did week one. Joe Burrow's, you know, getting more comfortable under center center in the NFL. You know, it's, it's uh they're in Cincinnati, so it's going to be not as bad as Cleveland's weather. So, I mean, high, high 49, it's not terrible temperature, you know, partly cloudy. That doesn't make a difference, but it will be a little bit breezy uh, Sunday for them. So I still think the Titans are going to – they have Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry got shut down, looked mediocre against the Steelers because that defense is so good. He's going to run angry this week. Yeah, it's a vengeance game for the Titans. They're mad. Yeah. And they're not going to let no Bengals get in their way. <laughs> uh, the Patriots at the Bills. This is it. Oh, yeah. This is it. This, this is, is the t- moment. Yep. This is what we've all been waiting for. All the Bills fans have been waiting for. <laughs> Can they finally do it? Granted, it's in Buffalo. It's not at Gillette. Yeah. But still. Can the Bills, regardless if Cam Newton still sucks, whether this team is in shambles or not, Mm. Julian Edelman's not playing, can they still get past Bill Belichick and the Patriots? I think they do. Mm -hmm. The Patriots look absolutely horrible. Part-time nerd agrees with both of our picks in the last two games. Nice. Do you also agree that the Bills can finally get over this hump? I believe the bills are going to bury the patriots this weekend and finally bury get over them. that get over that hump and bury take them. this take this division like they should so like undertaker just take care of business yeah that's fair they should they should be able to <laughs> easily it, it's going to be i think it's going to be a little bit of a ground and pound game for the bills i know i, I still know they're going to have josh allen throw the ball a lot but the weather is going to look very similar to the Cleveland game because, you know, they're along Lake Erie and about four hours apart. So that'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like high in the 50, then drop during the game, rain, gusty winds. Um, the Bills had a little bit of a run game going last week, last week against the Jets. So you're starting to see a little bit of promise there with the run game with Singletary and Moss. Maybe Josh has to do a couple of read. Or uh, read options here, you know. He's gonna he he's gonna have to do something because I don't think he's gonna have that passing game that he wants or the Bills want. But I still think the Bills are gonna take over this game and they're gonna hopefully control it and beat the Patriots. Yeah, one way or another, they're gonna get the job done. Pat suck, Cam sucks, no Edelman, Patriots lose. Yep. The Chargers at the Broncos. Broncos are a terrible team. Chargers should pretty easily be able to take care of business here as well. Mm-hmm. I would like to think. Yep. I mean, it's a, it, it's a lot better of conditions in Denver this weekend as compared to when they played yeah. the Chiefs. Look at there's that no, change. There's, there's no snow on the same schedule. We're looking at a high 52, mostly <laughs> sunny. So that's perfect weather in Denver for November. So that's actually beautiful. a mile high stadium. Like that's going to be, I'm still, th- I'm taking the Chargers. The Chargers are just, they finally, Justin Herbert finally got that win, and they're just, they're going to be rolling. Like, this is a team, watch out for the end, making that wild card spot. Yeah. I mean, what are they? Three and five, two and five, three and five, three and four. 
whatever Somewhere it is. Around, yeah, it's not too late to make a run for that team. No, they, they, they still have time. Yeah, everyone thinks that you know there's still a lot of season left. This is the halfway point. We're about to enter the yeah. halfway point. So, um, the 49ers at the Seahawks. We kind of hit on this a little bit already. Mm-hmm. The 49ers are starting a guy named Michael Hasty at running back. I don't know what you want me to. You can't defend the 49ers right now. You know, it, it no. sucks for them. Debo Samuel's not playing. I don't even – I think their leading receiver is probably going to end up being Ayuk, the rookie, I think, if he's even mm. healthy. It's I not think, good. I they have George healthy, Kittle. Yeah. They have George Kittle. Sorry, I forgot about Kittle. They, right. God, God bless George Kittle. If they're going to win this game, he's going to need 300 <laughs> yards and six touchdowns. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks. Easy game. Yeah. I, I you know I was tempted to go against the Seahawks like I did last week with, with picking the Cardinals, <laughs> but uh, no, the Seahawks are in Seattle. You know it's it's perfect Seattle weather for them with fifty eight. Like uh, to me that seems a little warm for Seattle because they're that yeah, it's a little warm coastal climate. Um, November, but I mean it's going to be it's one o'clock for them and then kick off at four here, so it's you know it's still going to be sunny there. It should be good weather for the for the game. Like I know usually Seattle, you're expecting, expecting rain some point in the game. As far as I've seen, I haven't seen any expectation for rain, but uh, the Seahawks are going to come back with a little bit of vengeance here. I feel like, you know, you know, DK didn't run down due to Baker for nothing. <laughs> well, <laughs> he did, get, but... <laughs> well, yeah, but this now he's going to save the energy for this week. Now I guess the yeah. Niners. Yeah, that's, I would like to think this is a good revenge game. But just so you know now, the Arizona Cardinals will sweep the Seahawks this season because when they come to Seattle, that'll be an absolute <laughs> throttling, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, the Saints at the Bears. I'm done. I'm done with the Bears. Yep. They disappointed me last week. I changed my pick at the last minute, you know, and they let me down. So I'm taking the Saints. I don't care what the weather is. I don't care if Nick Foles is feeling woke up feeling dangerous. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Saints. The Bears can lose the rest of the season for all I care. I hate them. And yeah, just so you know, Alan, uh, it, this is our new segment. He he, we talked about his you know almost getting a meteorology degree and being a meteorologist. This is this is Durf Stoppler. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna be working on it to really make it like its own segment, but yeah. for this for at least this week and maybe the future, unless we until we nail down everything. Like for now, it's just like every game we're just gonna like let's see what the weather's going on. Maybe it affects the pick. It already affected yeah. one pick for me. I changed my pick <laughs> because of the weather. So yeah, we got uh, Durf Doppler, and actually Matt came up with the name just to give credit where yeah. credit is due. Our yep. buddy Matt, Matt, did, came Matt up. did come up with it. Yeah, nice job on the Durf Doppler add-on. Yeah, we're going to work on making literally its own segment here at some point. Like, really mm-hmm. nail it down and be like, all right, let's do Durf Doppler. And we we just got to work on, you know, how we're going to incorporate that and figure it out. Yeah. Need a shirt? Yeah. Yeah. Alan, please, if if you know someone that does graphic design that'll help us out, let me know. Because you guys have shirts. Maybe you guys do graphic design. I need help. Because I want to make all these shirts, I I love it. I just want to like I put it on a sticker, Durf Doppler sticker. Let's do it, but I can't do it. I I can't. I just can't. Yeah. Because I because I suck at graphic design. So please help me. What were we doing? 
Saints, Saints and Bears. Bears? Yeah, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Saints all day. Don't care. Yeah, I'm taking the Saints because the Bears are the worst five and two team in the NFL. It seems like history though too, too, because like they're just they they are what they are now, and you're seeing what they're you're seeing what they really are, and it's they're kind of bad. Yeah. Um, but they are playing in Chicago. Might be a little bit of a factor for Drew Brees. I don't think it's going to be a ton. Being in the mid 30s, probably cloudy with windy. You know, windy city, Chicago. It's expected to have a little bit, at least a little, little bit of a breeze there. Uh, so it's be a little on the cool side for Drew Brees. He's not used to that playing in a dome in New Orleans. But you know, I think he'll survive. I'm taking the Saints. Just hand the ball off to Kamara. Job yeah. done. You're Kamara, good. Oh, good to Kamara's go. Getting, Kamara's tired. Latavius Murray. Here you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Drew Brees not having a good day. Here, just hand it off to the – give it to Taysom Hill even. Who gives a crap? Just, <laughs> as long as Drew doesn't have to do it. Yeah. Rapid Dave does all the logos. All right, we're going to talk to him. Graphic designer. Oh, we got an email address. I won't throw that up for everyone to see. <laughs> spam that person. All right. <laughs> I'll, 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 give me all the advice. Send me a DM. Everyone send me a DM of who can help me with graphic design. Um, Cowboys at the Eagles, Sunday night football. Any other year, this might be like really epic, mm-hmm. but it's 2020 and this game sucks. We're gonna see, <laughs> we're gonna see Danucci at quarterback for the Cowboys. Yeah, we're gonna see the Eagles who have a tie on their record. That's what we're getting for Sunday Night Football, folks. Jalen Rager's coming back. Jalen Rager's coming back. Heck, All right. we, go. we got a show, folks. That seals the deal. The Eagles are gonna win. The Eagles are gonna win. That's it. <laughs> Is this? Are you serious right now? Saints for the win. Mike Reeves comes in. White Mysterio. Who's the guy who said it earlier? Was that Ray Mysterio, TV? WWE wrestler? He's, Why is everyone a, saying Mysterio? That's similar. It's very similar to that face mask he wears. I don't know he, who this person he wrestles. Is. I don't think he wrestles anymore. He was a big in like the late nineties, two thousands. The I guess, I guess I'm Mysterio now. Because that's what I've been called twice during this show. So <laughs> this is my Seahawks luchador mask. My Seahawks luchador mask. Handmade in Mexico. Cowboys suck. Yes, they do. So the Eagles are going to win this. Jalen Rager's back. It's game over. Jalen Rager. Um, uh, What's the running back? Brett the, Scott? Oh my God. Boston Scott. Boston Scott all day. He's a better running back than Miles, Miles Sanders. Yep. It's gonna be a good day for the Eagles, I think. I think Eagles fans are gonna feel real good after the after Sunday night. Yeah, it's I, I, you know it could be it could be a little bit of ground and pound. I think it's gonna be a little it's a well balanced. I think it's gonna be a well balanced yeah. offense. I think for the most part for the Eagles. I mean, it's gonna be cold there, you know, rain early on, clear and later for the rest of the for the end of the game. So what weather shouldn't be as much of a factor towards the end of the game. I do I do think it makes a little bit of an effect on Zeke Elliott. You know, he's been having a little bit of ball control trouble. So I think the Eagles might get a couple turnovers here on him. Yeah, Zeke can't handle the pressure of being the guy for this team on offense. Not anymore. And he just can't handle the pressure. As soon as Dak went down, you could his confidence just plummeted along. Well, with you know Dak. why he can't handle being the team's weapon? Because he not? got paid. That's right. That's right. Never pay your running back a second contract, folks. That should be on a T-shirt. <laughs> he actually still wrestles, apparently. Whoever this oh, wow. white Mysterio guy is, Ray Mysterio, yeah, Ray Mysterio it says white Mysterio. Am I? <laughs> What's the humidity going to be like? 
All right, you have to look up the humidity for Philly. Oh, for Philly? Yeah. Well, it should be near 100 because of the rain. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's going to be raining. <laughs> so a lot. It's going to be it's going to be a lot. There's your answer. It'll and probably I find 100 and drop to like 50 probably, but oh, okay. moving on. I think I think it's going to be 72% humidity. There you go. There you go. All right, there you go. That's my number. Over yeah. under 72%. <laughs> at the end Let's of the game, betting wonder. lines on the weather. <laughs> Buccaneers at the Giants Monday Night Football. This isn't. This is just one of those that you just move on from. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it, Why was this even made a Monday Night Football game? Who Saquon sat down Barkley. and was like, "No, nah, nah, Saquon Barkley." Tom Brady. At the time good. when the schedule was made, it looked appealing. But it's also Tom it Brady, though? so they're gonna give him an easy primetime yeah. game. I yeah, that's true. That's fair. I'll give you that. And sorry, I stepped on Durf's toes with the humidity question. <laughs> he still answered. It was gonna rain hundred yeah. percent. He gave his answer. I just threw my two cents in there. I said seventy two percent. That's coming from, you know, a guy with a community inf- a computer information systems background. There you go. But for the last game of the weekend, it will be upper 30s, clear sky with a light breeze. So it's going to be a little on the cool side for Tom Brady. But if that, if that defense can stay hot, they'll be fine. There is no Chris Godwin. And there's also no Antonio Brown. Still. Not yet. Not yet. So Look missing Scott, couple pieces. Scotty Miller. There you go. Scotty Miller, Mike Evans, Gronk, whoever you want. That offense is loaded. Gronk and his maple syrup. Gronk in his <laughs> that was the greatest quote ever. Hold on, folks. Hey, my buddy uh Day Christina from the Army Days is watching right now. What's up, bud? Nice. Welcome to the show. I got my Seahawks luchador mask on, my friend. Uh, real quick. Here we go. Here's Gronk's quote of the day. It's like <laughs> a saying my mom used to say. It must be maple syrup because butter don't drizzle like that. You don't got much time to react and syrup drizzles. You gotta you've gotta make the play. And a stick of butter, it's a block. You've gotta put it in the microwave, melt it, and that just takes too long. You've gotta make the play right away, baby. And that's why I'm like maple syrup. What in the god <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? He even left a comment. What's up, bud? Oh. I hope life is treating you well. I miss you, man. I hope you're doing great. Um, what the hell did Gronk say? <laughs> First off, nobody. When you're eating, I'm assuming he's talking about pancakes or like like a breakfast food because you don't talk about syrup and butter, like unless you're talking about food. Or is he just talking in general? Because generally, when you have butter, unless you're like baking, you never melt butter. You just put it on like hot food and it melts for you. You don't right. put butter in micro. What are you talking about? What is this in context to? <laughs> You're just talking about in general? What uh. what the what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh. like he says this is something my mom used to say, but in all honesty, his mom said that when she was like drunk on a on a Friday night. Like Gronk <laughs> like because Gronk has brothers. Like the kids were just yep. running and wrestling all over the house all day. And then it was like eleven o'clock at night and she was drunk off of wine. And Gronk came out of his bedroom and was like, Mom, tell me some piece of wisdom. And the mom was like, Well, you know what syrup is, right? And like 
<laughs> it is, that's where this quote came from. Is it's just a mess. One one man's take. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, quite the analogy from him today. But uh, you melt it and put it on popcorn, apparently. Yes, when you make homemade popcorn, it is or you know if you really want your butter and you're making that, the microwave popcorn, but so you melt it and put it on top of rolls. Okay. Oh he's yeah, tear, he's tearing me apart here. <laughs> I but, do, but it's in context with butter. syrup. Yes, yeah, syrup right. too. Only as a breakfast food item. It's yeah. Kind of situation. Yeah. It was just a weird quote. Butter don't drizzle like that. Butter don't drizzle like no syrup. <laughs> Gotta make the play, says Gronk. <laughs> and that's our show. That's all we got for you. It was a complete disaster, as usual. <laughs> we got the mask on. Durf is dressed as an award-winning podcast with his oh, yeah. beautiful on-and-off-the-field yeah. t-shirt, which you can buy it on at thefield.com at the store tab using promo code SPOOKY for 10% off your purchase. Whew. Get that all out there. And that's mm-hmm. our show, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you floss. Follow, like, observe, subscribe, share everything on out the field related. And hopefully you will be back on our next show because Durf and Dylan will be back next Tuesday because Mama didn't raise no wussies. (laughs) 